Welcome back to another episode of the Raven Geeks, the official geek culture podcast of CM Life. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Tiemann. Hi, I'm Jeremy. And Farhan is missing in action currently. He might show up, but in the event that he doesn't, we're just going to... If he does, on. you'll know. Um, you want to do gaming first? Gaming yeah, news? so Google actually announced a gaming console today. Um, really? Let me pull up the Stadia. Stadia? S-T-A-D-I-A. Okay. Um, so what it, what it does is... It's a controller that you can use um, on your phone or on your computer, and you can stream games from it. Um, that's all we know, okay. pretty much. There's no price. There's no launch date, nothing like that. Uh, the rumor is that those are going to come out at E3, but we really don't know right now. I'll show you a picture of the controller. It looks... Do you remember the Ouya? Oh, no. Okay, the Ouya was like an like a mobile game. It was like a little square thing for your TV that let you play like Android games on it. And this controller is literally the same controller as the Ouya, just okay. branded like Google. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the rumor is, well, they've announced that this that you'll be able to stream games. Um, they speculated, or they've said that it'll be as high as 8K resolution. Um, but if you're streaming games, you're going to need a lot of bandwidth to be able to get anywhere near 8K. So there's a lot of details that still need to come out about it. What are we streaming games from? No, we have no clue. Okay. Um, right now, there's been like two confirmed games, and one of them is Doom Eternal, which is like a Doom remake, um, I believe. Um, and then that's all we know. Like, Google had a press conference today, and they didn't tell us a, a whole lot. Um, okay. I kind of think this is going to end up going the same way as the Ouya. Like, you don't even know what it is. I don't even know what that is. It was funded on Kickstarter, but Google has so much money, they didn't need to do that. I don't know who wants... Like, I... I need to know what it does before I'm interested, sure. right? Yeah. So if it can stream games at 8K on my MacBook or on my phone, and it's the same games that I'm playing as my Xbox, that's incredible. And I don't believe that that's going to be the reality. I think it, this is going to be like kind of how the Ouya went. Like you can play some mobile games and ports and like Switch tier arcade games on it, but mm -hmm. you're probably not going to be playing the Witcher 4 or Cyberpunk 2077 yeah, I was, on your Google console. I was wondering if they were going to do something like with Steam, like maybe partner with that. That would somehow. be interesting. Be cool. Steam's kind of tried to do this with the Steam box, and they had the Steam controller, and that flopped as well. Mm. Um, I think this whole area of like mobile-esque games on your home theater is just kind of a bust. Right. Like the, the only company who can do it who can make handheld games a living room style experience is Nintendo and they have such magic sure. with the switch and they are literally the best handheld game developers ever. Sure. They do it better than anybody else. Um, but I, I'm curious to see what Google can do and hopefully around E3 we'll get some more announcements. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, real quick, another gaming thing. When you, when I mentioned steam, that reminded me uh, the master chief collection is coming to steam yeah. along with halo reach remastered. That's crazy. And that's going to be super cool. Yeah. That I, I really want to get that Master Chief collection, but I haven't yet because I played all those games, and mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's it's. I have a higher priority to play games I've never played before sure. than to play games that I've already played several times. Um, but if I get like it would be so cool to play Halo One or whatever when I inevitably build a PC far off in the future, like to be able right. to play all the Halo games and to play online those Halo games on PC is going to be so much fun. And as a Halo fan, like this kind of makes Halo. Like forever, like right. those it's, games are always going to be there. Extending the longevity of it, absolutely. By, it's on computer now. It's all of them. I think 
The only one that isn't remastered now that's in the collection is Halo 3, mm-hmm. which sucks because that's the best one, in my mm. opinion, other than Reach. But um, one's remastered, two is the anniversary one. Halo 4 we don't really need because they just did it. It looks great still. Yeah, it looks I good think. still. ODST, I believe they remastered, and now Reach. So. I'm, I'm excited. If, if I could play it on PC right now, I'd be even more excited. Mm. But it's just so cool to me to look at it and go, this is a, a body of work that I'm going to be able to play. And when and in five years, when computers are that much better, maybe I can play the Master Chief Collection on my laptop mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so that's so cool. And the the, re- the online response has been so great. Right. Somebody took a screenshot of a YouTube comment where a guy was on the original Master Chief Collection where a guy was be like, suck it, PC users. You'll never have the Master Chief Collection <laughs> on PC. And everybody on Reddit was dogpiling on him. But Curb the, your enthusiasm theme plays. <laughs> yeah. And like 343 was getting so many pizzas because people were sending them pizzas because they were excited mm. that they just couldn't. They're like, yeah. please stop sending <laughs> please stop. us pizzas. Like all the local pizza places were blacklisted from sending them pizza because they just had so goddamn much of it. Amazing. Yeah. I, I like these little community moments where every like nobody's mad at anybody. Um, but speaking of people being mad at people, uh, the Apex Legends Battle Pass came out today and people are not happy. Okay. First and foremost, people weren't happy because the skins were lackluster. That's kind of true. I don't think it's terrible. I think the skins are cool, and I think the rewards are fine. Not as cool as Fortnite's were for their first season, um, but they're okay, and I get how they don't want to throw a big wrench into the gears because it's already working. Like Apex Legends is already really great, and they don't want to throw these flashy, like, comic, like, childish skins into right. their game when they kind of want to play a middle ground between, like, PUBG and Fortnite, and they're kind of doing that. Um, the new, uh, legend is fun octane. So you can sacrifice your own health to get a speed boost, but your health slowly builds over time and then you can throw down a jump pad. So like I, I used one today. I had, I had an octane on my team and we were getting lit up in a dog fight. So we threw one down, we jumped to the other side of the building and that was pretty cool. Like that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also cool to play with wraith portals. So like I put one down and then I hit a thing and I turned it off in midair. So when enemies came through it, they just fell straight down. Nice. That was fun. Um, so yeah, uh, like Octane's a pretty fun character to play. A lot of people are angry, A, that it's kind of lackluster. And they're also angry at the amount of experience it takes to level up. So for example, uh, Matt, to level up regularly, it takes 18,000 experience. For one battle pass tier it takes almost 30,000 so it's it's a third longer almost than a level when you're at the max level so it takes a lot to level up and there's a hundred tiers fortunately you do get bonus experience if you play different legends so so each legend you can get 25,000 bonus experience per week and that resets and when you stop getting that you don't get it anymore um you don't get any more for the week so it encourages people to play other legends uh i don't think it's really going to do a lot to get people to play other legends because it's not as tangible. Like you don't get a free battle pass tier when you do whoever with when you do however much damage or kills with one person. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way. Um, also, the some of the badges are just numbers with the season one theme, which is super lame. Um, but yeah, like this this battle pass is kind of them playing around with it, and I think they had a couple misfires. But hopefully, respawn has been pretty proactive. Right, in the they've past. definitely been on top of Yeah, Ho- hopefully they take some cues from the community and they say we need to spice it up and add new uh, new items and skins 
And hopefully they kind of reduce or give people other ways to earn bonus experience to level up faster. Those mm-hmm. are those are my only two complaints. I haven't gotten super into it. I literally have not gotten to level two, and I played a bunch of games today. Uh, so I, I have no review of, of the items except mm-hmm. the starting three. You get a Mirage skin, a Lifeline skin, and a Wraith skin. They're all kind of lame. Like, they're all, like, dirty and not my type of cosmetic. But, yeah, that's the mm-hmm. Apex Legends Battle Pass. Yeah, I didn't really... I wasn't exposed to a whole lot of it today. I got killed by an Octane. <laughs> I almost got him, but the the character model is like super skinny. He's so skinny. And I'm a bad shot anyway, so like yeah. I was missing a lot. I was like, God dang it. He's he's really he, his hitbox is super small. It's mm. I'm guessing similar to Race. Mm. And he just moves so quick. He's yeah. so hard to hit. Um but yeah, that that that's Apex Legends as of the day. This might be a historical this podcast might be a historical <laughs> landmark of people talking about Apex Legends. It could all burn down after this yep. for some reason. It's um, all downhill from here. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about non-gaming news? Uh, yeah. So uh, two big things out of Marvel Studios. Um, the first one we'll get we'll get into real quick. Um, James Gunn has been reinstated as the director of Guardians 3. I kind of so, knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? They were kind of thinking that was going to happen even back in, like, the summer mm-hmm. after the whole, the tweets, which were bad. We're not going to get into I'm it. I'm pretty sure on the podcast, basically, I guess that he yeah. would come back. I think we all did. Basically, the gist was, or people now, the the armchair people who analyze all this crap. The nerds. They're basically, yeah, the nerds are basically, like, they just put them in the corner for a little bit. I think that's exactly And waited for the did. dust to settle, and they said, okay. Because he like he apologized for the stuff back before he even directed the first one. Yeah, because he's like, have these tweets. They're really they're back from when I was a shock jock, basically. Like when he didn't have any, when he didn't have the Marvel and Disney way. He didn't have him. a platform. Yeah, he just like he directed like Slither, which is like a cult hit. Yeah. So like the way he got like clout was like I'm gonna say these crazy outlandish jokes that aren't very tasteful, and now we they get di- they got dug up like in the middle of Me Too. Yeah. And. The book got thrown at him, and he was out. He was Ow. a person without a platform. He was an average Joe. Right. And then he got a platform, and people figured out that when he didn't have a platform, he said some dumb shit mm-hmm. to a very small group of people. I'm sure he probably had, like, 200, 300 probably, followers. Yeah. Like, um, but I'm, I'm happy he's back on. Honestly, I, I, don't, sure. I don't think he should have gotten kicked off in the first place, and I think Disney kind of knew that this was a, this was a bullshit Thing for someone to get flagged on mm-hmm. they just had to wait for the dust to settle and they threw him back in mm. um speaking of james gunn did you hear that suicide squad 2 is not a sequel it's a reboot it's a complete reboot it's the quickest time between original and reboot it's been like what mm-hmm. a year or two 2016 was suicide squad they're like oh we fucked that one up yeah let's uh get a new one in here yeah i was thinking about dc today and how like even between like two movies i just how dumb and like messed up things were so like yeah, because Aquaman was the first movie after Justice League, right? Mm-hmm. So, and this is going to be really quick. You know in Justice League, well, when the yeah, axe yeah, guy, and he goes for the mother box that's underwater, mm-hmm. and it's Wait, just in this... I didn't see Justice okay, League. Okay, so the, the big axe guy, and he like... He's is the, he the bad guy? Yeah, the bad okay. guy. He's like getting the mother boxes, which are like mm-hmm. the MacGuffin. Yeah, there's like three of them, Yeah, right? there's three okay, of them. Okay, I know the story. One MacGuffin is with the Atlanteans. Yeah. And it's in like this ruin, and you're like, this must be Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Aquaman must be one of the last Atlanteans, and then it's a very quick fight with Mira and Aquaman and he gets the MacGuffin and then he leaves. Yeah. And then one movie later we get shown Atlantis, which is like this huge, massive city that's like covered in like like they make a point of saying 
to get into Atlantis, the security is super tight. Look at those gigantic guns we have on top of the wall. <laughs> and, then it and this huge army of sharks and manta rays and stuff that we could like defend Atlantis with. So like why wasn't why it, did they put it why in the wasn't room? it there? Also, wasn't one of them buried in a random field? Yeah. Like, and then where was the the other one was given to, to the Wonder Woman's? The Wonder Woman, yeah. The and, Wonder Woman. And that was just in like a little bunker with a glass roof. Basically. Yeah. So they didn't do their best to cover up no, these artifacts that could have destroyed the so, planet. Thank you, Justice League. Yeah. Very cool. Um, um, I also read that they actually tried for the Pokemon movie. They tested Danny DeVito's voice oh, with really? Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> lines to see how it felt. And he, he they tested a lot of people, uh, the director said, but Danny DeVito just didn't quite work well. And Darn. when you're using his lines from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I can kind of understand yeah, why it wouldn't really work that well. Um, I wonder, I want to know which lines they used. Like uh, the episode where he does acid and gets stuck in a bathroom. <laughs> I can imagine Pikachu <laughs> saying that in... Makes me smile every time. That's amazing. Yep. Um, so yeah, DC, it's a mess. They're slowly getting their crap together. Complete reboot of Suicide Squad. <laughs> just start over. Just start it over. Yeah. Just and I did hear like with the James Gunn script, they were like, it it benefits from having a James Gunn script. This is gonna be better than the There's first a tangible one. difference right. between James Gunn being connected to it and who directed Suicide Squad? David Ayer. Okay, I don't know his stuff. He did Training Day. He did Fury. I like Training Day. See, like, I liked stuff that he did, but, like, he got screwed over by Warner Brothers. Yeah, he had, I can like, see, like, Warner Brothers just had this tight grip on yeah. it. They didn't want to let it he go. He had, like, eight weeks to write the script. That sucks. And, like... <laughs> that really sucks. They completely, like, re... They did a ton of reshoots, and they, like, recut stuff and re-edited stuff, and, like, it was a mess. Yeah. He big got mess. shafted by Warner Brothers big yeah. time. Yep. So, yeah, that's cool. Okay, so for our main topic... Also, hold on real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Avengers trailer. Oh, we yeah. Got how a, could we forget? Yeah, a second trailer for Avengers Endgame. Looks really cool. It does look I'm really excited. Cool. I really like the spacesuits. Yeah, the, the the team suits, the white and red spacesuits. They're so cool. I really like uh, War Machine's new suit. It's, like, so bulky and, like, intimidating. I only watched it once, so I oh. didn't catch everything. So there's a bit where, like, Rocket is, like, hanging off the side of War Machine. Mm -hmm. And Rocket's in, like, his classic outfit yeah. from the comics, too. He's got, like, little goggles and stuff. And War Machine just, like... It looks like they just like welded like a bunch of extra armor like onto his shoulders and his head, so his head's kind of like encased. Yeah, and I think I, rem and like I think I remember what you're talking about. It's like, yeah. oh, that looks so cool. It looks like, like a walking like gun emplacement, like the almost like the big robots in Iron Man too. He looks like okay. big and yeah, intimidating. He does. Like I was gonna say, I I I'm, I cannot put words to how much I'm looking forward to this movie. Mm -hmm. And like when I saw those spacesuits, I got chills. Mm -hmm. There was also there's been a kind of a fandom thing. A romance between um, Tessa Thompson from oh, Thor right. Ragnarok and Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like they're shipping it, and I really like it. And I, then um, Brie Larson tweeted about it. Yeah, like she tweeted something. It's I saw really cool. a thing today. It was like some artwork, and it was like Thor introducing Valkyrie and Captain Marvel, mm -hmm. and um, Valkyrie does the uh, the shoulder touch. Yeah, from Spider Verse. Like, yeah, I saw the, that. And then yeah. there's like these gasping cats next to Captain America. Yeah. Like, uh, what? Yeah, I, I I really like this new shipping fandom, and I yeah. hope Valkyrie is. I hope she comes. I hope I want to see her again. She yeah, I think the Russos confirmed that she is alive. She like led people yeah, off she that and ship Korg before Thanos led like half the Asgardians came. away. Yeah, I uh, want to see a spinoff with her and Korg, like a buddy cop mm -hmm, movie. Mm -hmm. Korg being of course being voiced by yeah. the greatest Kiwi <laughs> to ever come Can't out of New Zealand, Taika, Taika Waititi, Waititi. Yeah, the best. Um, something else about Marvel. Forget, yeah. Um, 
Valkyrie is confirmed by, but that's like a JK Rowling situation where they said it and didn't show it. So yeah. probably in further MCU outings, they'll probably put their money where their mouth is because Eternals has an openly gay lead that's well, confirmed. Also, so they're going to go forward with that kind of stuff. There's a lot of speculation that Captain Marvel is a lesbian or bisexual. Um, I know uh, there's a YouTuber I follow who does a lot of like queer coding in movies and how to how to tell when the directors want to hint at some someone being gay or queer mm-hmm. without hitting you over the head with it. Right. And she did a video on why Captain Marvel is definitely a lesbian or definitely at least bisexual. Okay. Um, and it's a really great video, but I couldn't I couldn't get through it. Um, just cause like the personality of the person is so energetic. I couldn't follow it for more than like three minutes, but the points they made that Captain Marvel is probably into women were well thought out and great. And I really hope that that character tends to be that way or ends up being that way. Cause I think that's a great thing that Marvel has had so many opportunities to showcase a queer character. And if they finally do it with Captain Marvel, that would be a great, great time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> I say. Just to knock, knock make out. people more mad. Yeah, exactly. The people who are mad at Captain to, Marvel to in give the first the, the man babies place. who thought it was going to flop, this will give them an aneurysm. If yeah, that happens. I, I would. So I, I really it. hope so. And I hope Captain Marvel 2 sets even more records. Like that whole thing, like, it wasn't even, like, the movie itself wasn't even that. No. They were like, it's like, it's feminist propaganda. And it, like, it never is. Like, just only like what you would expect. It's just like a little bit because it's a woman character, so yeah. it's inherently there. Yeah. It wasn't like, bashing you over the head with like men suck it didn't say it was, like there wasn't a hillary clinton should have won billboard or something like that <laughs> hillary clinton, could you imagine hillary clinton visited the base where uh carol danvers was doing her training hillary said, hillary yeah. clinton is the creator captain yep. marvel yep she did it okay it was in her emails <laughs> moving on that, that leaked on the fbi database um so one of the things I, I was i was thinking about is i was watching somebody talk about sly cooper and sly cooper 2 and the story in those games, and it reminded me when I was a kid, and I was interested in the story in video games, and I compared that to when I'm an adult now, when I just press the skip cutscene button Mm -hmm. in every game. And I'm wondering where in my life I gave up the interest in storytelling in video games and replaced it with, I only care about the gameplay. Like, there had to be a point in my life, and I'm guessing that it's when I started playing online games, Mm -hmm. because the gameplay is what brought me to them, and I didn't really care about the story. And while I was interested in the universe, I didn't I didn't really give a shit about the story. And all that mattered was I was having fun playing the game. And I've kind of carried that expectation to single-player games. Like, even when I played Red Dead, I, I liked the story. At parts, I thought it was slow, and I did skip cutscenes that I just haven't seen now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, what do you think? Are you are you Have you made this transition like me, or are you still interested in the story? Um, For the most part, I'm still inter- interested in the story. So, like, two examples really stick out to me because this year I got a PS4. Uncharted 4, or all the Uncharted's really, and Ace Combat 7. So like Uncharted I was like super into because it was like a thing that I like. It's like an Indiana Jones story and Mm -hmm. like the characters are all interesting. Nate and Elena have a really cool dynamic. Sully's fun whenever he's in it and like all the side characters and villains and just like the whole vibe I was super into and like the whole narrative and the arc that ended in, in Uncharted 4. I was like, wow, this is really great. And then I got Ace Combat which I was really drawn to because of the story, or not the story, the gameplay and how it looked and just planes. And I was just skipping all of the story because yeah. it's just some dumb anime bullshit plot line. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. I want to get to the planes. These countries aren't real. So, so when it's good, you'll take the yeah, time. Yeah, when it's good, it. I'll get well into it. I still, um, I don't, like when I'll go back and play like an old Halo game, I'll still follow the story because all mm-hmm. that is interesting to me. Last of Us is the same way. But um, 
I guess it really depends. I don't know. That's not that's a boring answer. I guess it, <laughs> it depends. One but, um, one of the things that I've noticed is that when it's a really long game, like Persona Five is a hundred hours, yeah. and I skip every. There's even a fast forward button because they expect you to do it. <laughs> like Red Dead Redemption is like sixty hours. Red Dead is so long. Getting into those stories while worthwhile doesn't i don't have the attention span for it yeah like i can watch a movie for two hours and be fine but i can't play red dead for two hours just because it's a 60 hour narrative that's stretched out and there's just so much detail that i can't quite force myself to pay attention to all of it but when i play a short game like this game called kona which i think is six hours and it's all story or when i play firewatch where Mm -hmm. the gameplay is there and it's intuitive but it doesn't necessarily draw you to it it is the story and it is the narrative and it is interacting with players. When the games are short like that, when they're like six hours long, I can get into it and I can force myself. Or like I played Undertale and that was six hours. And I can get into that, to that mm-hmm. story um, and be interested. But anything longer than that, like even the Halo games were hard for me. Like I, I'm pretty sure I've beaten every Halo game except Halo 2. And I could not r- really tell you what happens in any of them. Like I know in Halo 3 you kill a prophet or something like that. Right. Uh, and you blow up a halo ring in three. Yes. And then in four, you go to a halo ring and you meet the Didac. Yeah, four. Four. You're on like a forerunner. Yeah, you're on a, I forgot about the forerunners or like yeah. Reach. I, I don't. I think Reach. Like I don't know. I couldn't tell you the plot points other than the fact that at one point everybody dies. Like mm-hmm. that's. I'm not like like story wise. That's just not for me. Um, yeah. And this also got me thinking. Like, do you play more? games that are purely multiplayer or do you play more games for the story because like there's games that are just ditching campaigns altogether the newest black ops did it yep um i think it's still more story for me um except for apex so basically every playstation game i've bought is just for story like there is a multiplayer in uncharted and the last of us but it is not the focus mm-hmm. at all it's very narrative driven so i played through all those spider-man there's no multiplayer yeah, in that. yeah that is just new you being Spider-Man, and that's mm-hmm. that was my favorite game of last year. Um, but then on Xbox, I do have a lot more stuff that I do on multiplayer. Um, Apex, Ghost Recon Wildlands, I'm still into mm-hmm. occasionally for the multiplayer. Um, what else do I play? Modern Warfare 2, because that's backwards compatible, oh, yeah, so yeah, we'll yeah. go back in on that every now and then. So I guess it depends. Xbox is like one friend group where we all play online together, mm-hmm. so like more of my games on that are oriented toward online play and then for my playstation it's i have a few friends who have it so that's where i delve into like the single player stuff and the single player narrative stuff is better on playstation anyway i think i think i can agree with that Mm -hmm. i i have my two roommates are the perfect examples of these polar opposites because i have one who only plays single player games Mm -hmm. like they'll only ever like even shooters they'll only ever play single player they I i bet you they couldn't even think of the last time they played a multiplayer game and I have another roommate who only will ever touch multiplayer games. So if you try and get them into a co-op game, they just won't fight. Like, they only, they want the competition of other people, and that competition's what they're interested in. And that's as far as they'll go. And the other one doesn't, like, that competition and kind of the, the pressure of performing well is kind of a turnoff for them, mm. and it stresses them out. Like, I know I get super stressed when I play multiplayer games. And, like, mm-hmm. I'll, my neighbors have definitely heard me yelling and cursing and just anger of dying from bullshit ways in in apex most recently and it in fortnite dude when i played fortnite i used to get so mad for no reason um but yeah like the more like the less time i have for video games too 
I think the more interested I am in just doing the multiplayer because I can do a 10 minute round of right. something, yeah. get my fill and then move on. Whereas if it's a narrative, I got to go, okay, I like, Remind, what are the, what happened yeah, last time? Find a good spot to save. Yeah, I got. I need to save. I need to figure out like who these characters are. I need to meet them. I need to try and understand them and why they're doing these things. And it's just it's a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I wonder. I th- I think the industry is kind of going this way too. Like people our age are kind of buying into this free to play like battle royale esque thing, mm-hmm. and they're less interested in the sixty dollars up front. Give me the story and let's. And let's dive into it. Yeah. I think that's getting less and less popular. I think that that's kind of being reserved for like a select few companies. Like I could only think of Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog, and Insomniac. Insomniac, are the only definitely. ones I could think of off the top of my head. And whoever did the Arkham games, and I, I've heard they're they've slowly been working on something. But other than that, even the the games that offer a single player, they they'll have a multiplayer too, and that's kind of what they bank on. Like Last of Us had a multiplayer. Yes. Did you did. play that at all? No. I never even played The Last of Us. I've seen people who get really good at it, <laughs> and it's weird because that's such a niche yeah. multiplayer game to I, get really into. I bet most people who buy that game didn't even but, know there's multiplayer. Yeah, there's like, it. you have to like craft like mid games. Like, I have to make a Molotov. Yeah, I've watched people like, play it, and it looks so complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and I think part of that is like some of those games, they can. Some people can come back to a game like Last of Us over and over and over again. But I was on my third or fourth playthrough, and then I just kind of fell off mm-hmm. because I went back to Spider-Man or Ghost Recon or yeah. Apex was about to come out. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of stuff like that. It's harder to keep people invested in a story. Like, even if it was really great the first time and really moving and really compelling, it doesn't really hold the same weight like a third You would have to pay to me it. so much money to play Red Dead again. Yeah. I same. couldn't force myself I'm to play Red Dead again. But it, it's also you don't make as much money selling that single player Absolutely. experience. Yeah. That's why, like, there was single player DLCs. Now I think that's kind of died down. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why games that are free to can be free to play at all. It's because they can get you in. Like, I spent ten dollars on a battle pass today that I know I'm never gonna get all of the tiers for. Mm-hmm. Like, they can just it, it's just so much easier to make money that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's also the reason that EA has like killed all their Star Wars things because that sucks so much. That's so sad. The first two or three just were straight up single player. Like thirteen, thirteen was like your Boba Fett when he's like twenty years old and like the underbelly of Coruscant, and people were like, "That sounds sick. Give me that." Sounds like Uncharted with lasers. Mm -hmm. They're like, "No, we're not doing that." (laughs) Uh, Okay, it's actually going to be a free roam thing like throughout like the galaxy, like at the rise of the Empire. Sounds great. Oh no, we're actually gonna rework that. So it's like there's like. Do you guys want to buy Anakin DLC? Like, no, EA. We don't want to buy Anakin DLC. Only if there's a mission that lets us kill the younglings. Yeah. I I've, I've been playing through the campaign on Battlefront Two. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want to I want to be Anakin and just because there is a mission where you go to the libraries on Coruscant. Yeah, and you, and you have to the protect shit. the bookshelves. Yeah, and the you Jedi. you literally. Uh, kill like Jedi Padwans as a clone trooper. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I was almost crying. I'm so it's like, my bad. And then you finally like you have the opportunity to play as Anakin, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. You're and like, then, oh shit. And then I got that, and then I died way too early. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and then it's I have really to finish hard. as a clone trooper. We <laughs> there's still a Jedi Master out there. I'm dead. We did the same thing where there was there was only two of us left because mm-hmm. me and my were playing co-op. There's only two of us left. And the enemy said 40. Oh, <laughs> we are like, oh, God, we need to do this. We did it, though. We beat it. Do you want to transition into read, watch, play now that I've been talking about yeah, the Battlefront? Sure. Go you ahead. go ahead. Oh, 
gosh. Um, Putting the pressure on you. Well, my Marvel class, we watched the first Captain America movie. I really liked that movie. I would. I. I knew I liked it. I didn't remember how much I liked it. We mm-hmm. went back into it, and I was like, "Man, this is so good." It's like an Indiana Jones movie. I think yeah, I've said it that like four really times good. this episode. I just really like Indiana Jones, <laughs> but like, it's so good. It's just Cap. It's like almost a little over the top with like he's just like throwing haymakers and like throw, swinging on a chain, and the Red Skull is like over the top and like the German Nazi bad guy. Yeah, it's that, just he, the it's red, just good stuff. Red Skull was like, "Oh, that's the bad guy." Yeah, it's so good. Um. Did I mention I'm playing through Fire Red again? No. Oh, yeah, you did last Yeah, my, my friend and I are going to battle, so I'm playing through that. Um, again, the most strategy I've ever put into playing Pokemon, so that's fun. <laughs> Counting um, EVs. Yeah. It's weird because, like, it's harder because all of my Pokemon are the same level, like, roughly. Yeah. But <coughs> I'll get I'll go to a new place, and they're all, like, about the same or a little higher than my starter, and it's mm-hmm. like, shit. So now I have to, like, grind again. And like lose three or four in like the first battle. So yeah, that's yeah. what I noticed when I was replaying the older ones too. Now they kind of line you up for it, and they've mm-hmm. kind of taken the grinding out of it, which I appreciate. Yeah, like nobody. I don't know. I don't have fun that way, like running around on Route Three and killing forty mighty Enas and raccoons or whatever they're mm-hmm. called. Like that's not fun to me. I don't care. But like, yeah, skipping yeah. like skipping past the newer. Games I I did kind of. I realize this now on this playthrough. There's like. There's so many places that are set up in the game that are just for leveling up Pokemon. Mm-hmm. There's like like certain you'll paths. go over a bridge and there's like seven trainers and yep. then like you gotta go this way and there's like ten more trainers or like you gotta clear the Team Rocket building and it's like eleven floors of Team Rocket. Yeah, and it's it's just like they thought. Okay, these are the levels the gyms are gonna be at. Right. We need you. What are the to- story points and then how can we implement the game to build them up to the next thing? Right. And then they screw it up sometimes and you go, oh crap, I'm five levels under this gym and i need to go grind for five mm. hours yeah like that's how i got 400 hours in pokemon emerald was <laughs> me going damn dude i gotta grind this team and mean grinding. like or the worst part is you would have this team and then you'd see a wild pokemon that you wanted but yeah, it's 10 the, levels under yours yep. and you're like well now i have to train this guy up that was always the most frustrating part of pokemon to me yeah it sucks because like in there's two cities in, like, the middle of the game where you can pick up, like, three Pokemon, and they're all level 25. Mm-hmm. And it's good for the first one, but then when you get to Saffron City, you get, like, a fighting type, and you get a Lapras, and they're level 25. It's like, well, I want these. Yeah, I want to use the cool Lapras. everything in the tower is, like, level 32. Yeah. So they're going to die, like, six times mm-hmm. before they're, like, being able to land hits that do anything. So that's just kind of been my experience. I, I had some of that problem with those exact same Pokemon in... Um, Eevee in the Pokemon Let's oh, Go Let's Eevee. Go? Yeah. I feel like they should have fixed that. Like, make it whatever, like, just average the Pokemon yeah. levels Honestly, in my team Honestly, if it was level 30, like it would be no issue. Yeah. Because yeah. there's such a big jump. Like, because you're fighting, like, 37 or so, or, like, 35 to 37. The, the Giovanni time. fight in the tower, his highest Pokemon's, like, 40. Yeah, he's, like, it tips into the 40s. So if yeah. you have a 25-level Lapras, it's useless. Yeah, you're screwed. I mean, it would kind of be super OP if you got a Water-type right before, because he uses ground Pokemon, right? Mm. Like, that would be kind of OP, but that makes sense. Like, give me a Pokemon that's good for the part of the game I'm coming up to. Yeah. That's, um... That's good content. Yeah. Uh, I watched a really bad piece of content i'll show you the poster it's called troll 2 oh good that looks it's a, it's so a cold fun. hit despite the name troll 2 which would insinuate that there was a troll 1 
This movie there. does not have a troll. Like, there's no prequel. It they start at Troll Two and they try to capitalize on the success of Troll One. Um, yeah. It was written by, or and it was written, and the director is and his wife who did a lot of the jobs on set. None of it, like they don't speak English, okay. so they had to have the production staff translate between the directors and the cast. And the cast wasn't actual actors. They were all extras. And all of the script was written in exactly English. Like, there was no, like, slang and everything was exactly how you are supposed to talk and everything is enunciated as it would be in the dictionary throughout the entire movie. Is this the movie where the guy goes, they're eating her, then they're going to eat me? Yes. Oh, that's, my God. That's exact, it's exactly that one. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there was also... And the actors would like try and fix the lines, but the director's wife insinuated that that they they must be read exactly as they were written. Um, Good. There was there's also a part where a kid who's like nine pees on a table um, that his family's eating at, and the he went on an interview like 20 years later, and, and they asked him what like how that scene happened, and he's like, yeah, it wasn't in the script. The director pulled me aside and said like, you pee on table. And he went, okay, as like a 10-year-old kid, and that's how it worked. Like, it's a okay. it's a complete train wreck. It's hilarious. How exactly did you make the decision that this is what you were going to watch? Because my my roommate, this is one of his favorite movies, and okay. he absolutely loves this movie. And he, okay. him and his other friends constantly reference it, and he wanted us to be, he wanted us to get it. Get in on you know? it. Okay. Yeah. So I highly recommend watching Troll 2. I believe it's on Amazon. I probably won't um, watch it. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Don't watch it if you have anything to do, but if you have nothing to do <laughs> Literally nothing and you need to, to kill an hour and a half, this is not a good way to do it, but sure. it's a way to do it. Yeah. I would absolutely not watch it again. Us comes out this Friday, but I probably won't see it until I'm, next I'm week. I'm too much of a pussy. See, usually I hate horror movies, but I like to get out, and this, I have this like morbid curiosity, like I'm drawn to it, mm -hmm. and I want to see where it goes. So yeah, it, it looks go. so intriguing. I'm just... Such so a baby. In the next couple of weeks, I will report back on how spooked I was. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? I think that's it. So, yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Raving Geeks. You find us basically everywhere that podcasts are. These Overcast and the Apple one because I'm a pleb. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Jeremy has a podcast. I have a podcast. It's called In Together. On the most recent episode, we, well, I shit on Turning Point USA. Um, sorry to get political on this one. Guys, if you weren't expecting that, uh, but check it out if you do like politics. I like all the memes of Charlie Kirk where they make his face really small. Dude, I love the Charlie Kirk memes <laughs> and the Turning Point USA memes where they like Photoshop the message on the poster yeah. and it just says like shit on your aunt or like something <laughs> like that or like socialism sucks, uh, eat a dog, like stuff like like they get so weird. I feel like we could do charity it for charity. charity yeah, Charlie yeah. Kirk, if you want to fight for charity, I will fight you for charity. Okay. People tweet at Charlie Kirk that I want to fight him for charity. Okay, let's wrap before right. I challenge more people to fight. Cool. You can find us all those places I said. Uh, CM-life.com. That should be it. So until next time, same bad time, same bad channel. See you later. Peace out. Peace out.